You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in to another H.O.T. Hot episode of Style of Business, SOB, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra. And today we have another fantastic guest. We are speaking to the magnificent, the all, (laughs) all magnificent Andrew Miller also known as Andrew Startups. And he is, um, we got some great startup growth information coming to us today from a wonderful expert. He also has a, his new book is out, which is called Zero Growth. And he's going to be giving some information and sharing some tips on how we can really growth hack those strategies when it comes to startup small businesses, helping us, you know, with PR, SEO tips, and a little bit of digital marketing and anything else that he thinks that will help us to further our entrepreneur and startup endeavors. So without further ado, let me hand it over to Andrew. Andrew, drop that introduction for us, and we will continue to roll this thing forward. What is going on? How you doing? What's new? What's cracking? (laughs) What's up? Thank you so much for having me. And I don't think I've ever been called magnificent before. You're my own mom. (laughs) Stop short of that. So I appreciate that intro so much. But but you're right. That's the last 15 years of my career has been spelt, spent helping small businesses and early stage businesses with their marketing. It's an overlooked segment. It's underrepresented as many other areas are. But when early stage businesses are starting, they don't necessarily have tons of money. So marketing agencies, companies, employees, clients, they they overlook these opportunities. And I I focus on that. And I have this book coming out called Zero Dollar Growth, which comes out in June uh, or so of 2021. But it does that exactly. It will teach any business owner who has enough money to just buy the book, how to do your own PR, how to do your own SEO, how to build an influencer marketing campaign from scratch. And these are not strategies that I researched and made up. These are things that are tried and tested over the last 15 years of working with startups that have led me to taking three startups to multi-million dollar exits before having to raise a lot of money. So stuff works. And yeah, I'm excited to share some insight today on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate you uh, just kind of clarifying. So the book is actually coming out in June, but I know that you are actually pushing some information and promoting it now. So I kind of got that a little bit mixed up. Um, and I am so happy that you are going to be talking about some those those hacks because we need those. I I tell you what, mm-hmm. what I wouldn't give to have somebody like you, like <laughs> you know, when I first started out, um, right? Because we make so many mistakes, and you know, sometimes we just are not savvy enough. I know right now a lot of people who are having to go more of the digital route. Um, that you know, that learning curve can be a beast. <laughs> so right, uh, just having somebody like you, I, I definitely think is uh, of importance. And so, with that being said, definitely happy to have you here. Um, let's start with talking a little bit about startup culture. Like, how did you, what inspired you to really jump into this, this, this route, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was raised by entrepreneurs. I didn't even really notice it, but my mother had a clothing store when I was growing up. My father has, still has a jewelry store. And, uh, so I 
saw that representation. I think that's really important. But um, I didn't even really know that my dad was pushing me to be an entrepreneur. So when I was 16, he made me a car. I used to like washing my own car. You know, you get your first car, you think you're hot, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he st- he made me business cards for car cleaning. And I went around and did that for a couple of years and pretty much paid my way to go to college with that business, even though that's a hard thing to do nowadays. This is 15, 16 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then, you know, I got my first taste of entrepreneurialism there, but then I had a startup in college. Again, I didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what a startup was, didn't know anything, but I had a video resume startup that we made, a friend of mine, and that business started making money. Still didn't really see myself as an entrepreneur. I just really liked the marketing part of it. Um, so, you know, I got, got out of that business, even though we were making money and I went to work for other people. Um, as the head of marketing. And that's where I really realized, okay, this is what I'm really good at. And only now really during COVID and the lab, over the past like year or so, have I really become an entrepreneur and, you know, like tre- treating life like an entrepreneur, hustling like an entrepreneur. So the, most of the time I never really considered myself an entrepreneur. I just did whatever I wanted and whatever I was passionate about and let that lead me. And I think like, that's the biggest lesson yeah. to start with is, no matter what you do in life, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting a startup, if you're doing it for money, you're going to fail almost always. You got to be doing it because you're trying to help people, because you're trying to be passionate. And I didn't know that that was a, a lesson, but that's really what I've been doing my whole life. And that's what's enabled me to have fun and not really feel like I'm working this whole time. Yeah. And I know you've you've been working with several Fortune 500 companies and doing cons- uh, consultations and things like that. Like what really got you... Uh, with the marketing, you know, because there's so many aspects of marketing, right? Um, but what what part did you enjoy most? So for me, it's about the testing and you know the creativity in the beginning. So when, especially when you're working with a company with limited budgets, it's all about you know coming up with creative ideas to build growth outside of spending tons of money. So yes, I've consulted with big companies and famous brands and corporate incubators, but pretty much anybody can go and spend a ton of money on Facebook ads. The thing that really separates me from your, your average marketer or somebody who works only with well-funded companies is I am talented at bringing growth and scaling growth when we have limited resources. So teaching companies how to leverage what they do have, whether that's data or big partnerships or a large email list, um, and, you know, building growth and hacking growth into the product, it, it's all sounds great, but really the core element is really all about creating value. And I think like that's, that's, uh, my favorite part is creating value for others. And if you're able to do that in sales and marketing and dating, whatever you're doing, life just gets much easier. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like I said, you, you are definitely a, a bootstrapper's dream because a lot of times when, especially in the startup community, you know, just the marketing itself is a big chunk of the budget. Mm, right. You know, and so Absolutely. like, yeah. So t- tell us a little bit about like, you know, with, oh man, I can't wait till the book comes out because <laughs> that's, that's probably going to give people, you know, like the Holy grail of how to do it on limited resources. Everybody is looking a little bit more into entrepreneurship right. and they're taking it a bit more serious, especially since the, the pandemic. But tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about, um, like the importance of just making sure that your budget, like, like, okay, say for instance, if you, your startup, you're bootstrapping, right? The budget is mm-hmm. limited, you know, give us a couple of scenarios or just give us, take, take us around like what would be what not to do. 
Like what not right. to do? Because a so lot of times we bust the budget. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing you shouldn't do is go and try and spend money on Facebook right away. So let's say you spent the last two years getting your product market fit, product works, a couple of customers have bought it. They think it's awesome. You go, all right, I got a couple grand. I'm going to run to Facebook. That is a very common scenario. People think because they're advertised so much on Facebook that that's where they need to be. But if you haven't figured out what landing pages work, what price point works, what call to action works, you know, what channel works the most organically, then you're going to be waiting, throwing money into a pit trying to figure that out. So I always tell companies, the first thing you do is start doing some marketing even before the product is ready. You know, you're posting on every social media channel, you're active in groups on Facebook and on LinkedIn, you're parts of conversations on Twitter, you're doing a little bit of PR, you're getting on podcasts like I am on Keetra's podcast right now. You're doing some marketing for yourself even before the product's ready. So then you have your analytics set up and in your analytics, you can see, okay, I just spent 30 hours over the past month evenly distributed across social media, but it seems like all my good quality traffic um, is coming from Twitter. Then you go forwards, spend more time on Twitter, test different lengths of messages, different video versus photo content. You start to get an idea over time of what works best. And then you layer over that knowledge with the budget that the limited budget you have, and it'll be that much more successful. So if you only have a couple grand for marketing, and instead of throwing it away, trying to figure it out on Facebook, you figured out what channel works the best, what type of content people respond to, what product people respond most to. You've got that information. So that little budget can go so much further. Oh man, that's, that's some news we can all use. And, and let me ask you this, Andrew, do you, would you consider social media, like, like doing it that way. That's, that's more of a organic way to do stuff is just to kind of test it and see what works. Would you consider that like maybe grassroots marketing or what, what would be considered more grassroots in your eyes? So I consider grassroots really anything that doesn't really cost you money that you're putting Mm -hmm. time, blood, sweat, and tears into. So social media, technically one of those strategies and my, my whole thing and what I teach in the book is how to, um, how to actively build, um, growth through uh, through these channels without spending money first. So you get to figure out what works and then you can spend money on it later to scale it up. So with social media, it's all about really breaking it into two areas. And I teach in the book uh, what I call off-page social media marketing. And that's what I think is more important. So a lot of companies, they spend a ton of time posting stuff on their own pages, like I'm gonna grow to millions of followers. And the reality is that these tools And these channels and these platforms are set up to get you to spend money advertising. So they're not going to give you more than just a little bit of a taste of traffic organically. And every day they reduce that exposure more and more. So you'll see you're only getting exposure with your organic posts about 1% or 5% maximum of your followers. So they tell you, you got to boost this post. You got to spend this money. And so instead of spending all your time posting on social media every day, I mean, there's plenty of tools out there. It's important to still post daily to show companies and clients and competitors and people that you're active out there to show Google that you're active. You'll gain some following over time. But the more important thing is to go off of your own social media page to groups, to forums, to conversations, to comments, to YouTube videos, and be posting on other people's content and telling them to come to your page targeted and not super spammy. But, you know, like if someone's in a Facebook group about whatever your business or your customers are all about going and spending time, creating valuable content there is going to have a much higher ROI usually 
and creating that content on your own social media page in the beginning because you only got a couple followers and you don't get shown to many people. So you start those kind of activities organically. You grow your sales through social media in the beginning, and then you reinvest those sales into spending more time or money on it. Exactly. Yeah. And I I, I definitely want to add something to that as well. Like when it comes to social media, it's definitely important, like like you just mentioned, to make sure that you're, you know, commenting and, and sharing content that's that is relevant or whatever. But how important is it for you to create unique content across your different social media platforms, you know, because there's a handful of, you know, social media platforms, but I see a lot of people who kind of copy and paste the same content. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's important at all to create unique content because in the beginning of the business, I think you pick based on your data, based on what you know about your target demographic, you pick the channel that you think is going to be most successful for you. You create content for that, and then you repurpose it across all those channels. So one of the biggest things about content marketing is content distribution. A lot of overlooked juice there for marketing. People spend time creating this content, and then they don't put it, repurpose it into their newsletter, repurpose it into a YouTube video, repurpose it into a blog post, repurpose it into other social media channels, post it in other groups and other social media pages outside of your own. That's one of the biggest things you can do to get to get return on investment from your content marketing. So uh, it's kind of the same with social media. I think most people nowadays are really creating content for Instagram and then repurposing in other places. Yeah. But if you have an older t- target demographic, then Instagram might not make sense. If you have a much younger target demographic, it doesn't make sense. If you're a B2B business with a high price point, LinkedIn probably is the number one place you want to do but as far as engagement, Instagram is really still the king for most businesses. Exactly. Do you think Do you think that's because of the visual component? Like people can actually see the images as video more interactive or what do you think that is? It's because of Facebook. Facebook bought yeah. Instagram and they just really plugged it in and they put it everywhere and they copied the 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 elements of other social media sites that were taking taking uh, taking off like stories and reels and all that stuff. And so it's really because of the ubiquitous nature of Facebook. It's just most Facebook users got off Facebook and just went straight to Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Especially the the younger demographic. Okay. No, that, that right. makes perfect sense. And what, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn? Like I've noticed LinkedIn is starting to integrate a lot of the lives and, you know, uh, similar right. stuff. <laughs> so you're laughing yeah. already. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that part's ridiculous, but every, <laughs> right. I mean, Twitter's got fleet. They're all, they recognize though that, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg personally are the, the true visionaries for social media and always really have been. And while Facebook itself might not be the cutting edge tool that it used to be, the the fact that they highlighted video much early on as, as part of the social media experience, even before YouTube put video into profiles and stories and stuff, they have their own YouTube stories, I think, now. So I think that... Um, uh, Social media in general, video is the, usually the most important p- content uh, that you can create. I think that uh, you know Instagram is still really powerful because yeah. it's just you know everybody's on there, and it's strange to me as a marketer because you don't have clickable links in the posts. So you know I can't really track unless someone goes and clicks on bio. I can't really track the return on investment there, but I consistently see Instagram as a strong referrer. It's some of the highest quality social media traffic. So, um, for me, I think like 
in the early stages of your business, you just need to be making sure that you're putting content on all your social media pages. You're not assuming which one is going to be the most effective. You're making decisions based on data, not based on what you think. Like if you, I see a lot of founders sometimes, um, I don't use Instagram myself, so we're not, we don't even care about it. And I'm like, but your customers probably do. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so it's not about what you want. It's not about what you think and what you've learned with qualitative data. Like, Oh, people told me that they don't like Instagram or whatever you, you know, like I have a coaching client, I have a coaching program as well. So I have an online course for people who that want to get access to the stuff that's in the book sooner yeah. and, and deeper lessons and don't want to read a book for a couple of months. And then I also have an online course, I mean, um, a coaching program that takes the course further and teaches people with my training. So live with me every week, I also get you a full-time 40-hour-a-week junior marketer that I train and manage inside the coaching program. And I tell people in the coaching program, like, just consider social media part of your your um, your online presence and your marketing foundation. You need to tick the box. You need to make sure that you're posting every day. But don't expect to really wildly change your business uh, with that. You know, I think like a lot of early stage businesses put too much emphasis on we're going to scale from social media and they don't realize that the algorithms are stacked against them. If you're not spending money on these social media channels, you're not really about to yeah. blow up. Like there's no such thing as accidental viral content really, unless it's like it's usually unfortunately something negative in America. And um, uh, so it doesn't, it happens by design. Right. Yeah, no, that that I'm glad that you talked about that because that is, you know, I've noticed specifically with Facebook how the exposure for the posts goes down significantly over the weeks. You know, it's like only this many people are viewing. It's like, okay, what happened? You know, so you know something is going on over there and like you said, I guess it just depends on how much you're spending if you're spending anything anything at all um mm-hmm. to promote your post. Um tell us a little bit about the services, because I know, you know, you mentioned the consulting and I know you also have uh, a free course and things like that to kind of get people introduced to what you're doing. But like, when do people come to you? Like, is it too early, too soon? Like, give us a, a, a scenario of how yes, ma'am. your services work. Yeah. So basically, the last five years of my career has been spent helping funded startups through my agency called Growth Experts with a Z, growthexpertz.com. So if you're funded and you're about to close a million dollar round, you haven't done any marketing yet, it's very common. They get the money and they go and they waste the money on Facebook ads or they do nothing because they're too scared of doing the paid ads or they hire someone uh, that is a bad hire. The company's too early. The product's not ready. So I see this happen over and over again. So we created an agency that helps companies for six to 12 months right after they raise their first institutional round of capital. And with that, I work with, like you mentioned, some Fortune 500s. We do corporate incubators where we work with the startup that they're building inside of their corporation. So that's all great, and that pays the bills. But like, as you're listening to this, if you don't have a million dollars, you're like, how can this guy help me? You know. And so at the same time, I created products and services to help bootstrap startups, and finally culminating with this book um, to be able to democratize this expensive assistance and information and make it available to founders of color, female founders, founders that are underrepresented with venture capital, 
So that's a personal focus of mine. So over the last couple of years, I launched a course. The course is six hundred dollars. I'm going to give Kitra and every listener here a nice fat discount on the course as well. So if you want to get access to learn a video course that will teach you in HD how to do your own PR campaigns, how to do your own SEO, how to do your own online giveaways to get fifteen thousand email addresses, how to promote your podcast, how to get on a bunch of podcasts, literally ten different channels. The course is incredible. It's been award-winning. It's been really successful. I lowered it from $2,500 a couple of months ago down to $600. And people are really getting incredible return from the course. But if you're listening to this and you're chief everything officer and you don't have no time, then the course doesn't really help you because it just gives you tons more stuff to do. Now, yeah. if you have a team and you have a junior marketer already, the course is great. It's literally the best $600 you'll ever spend on marketing. Because if you go spend $600 on Facebook, you're not going to do nothing. It's just yeah. dropping the bucket. But this course, you have it forever. It will teach you everything you need to know how to grow until you get raised that money. Now, <clears throat> some founders, they buy the course. They're like, this tells me everything I need to know, but how to do it is hard. Like, yeah. I don't have the time. So I built a coaching program, Keytra, as well. That is $3,500 a month. But I get you a full-time, 40-hour-a-week marketing intern and then I manage them with one hour a week meetings. That's all you have to do as the founder is join for these one hour a week meetings. And I'm on chat every day. I'm giving examples. I'm giving access to my Rolodex, my career, my VC uh, contacts, whatever it is. So that's usually a three to six month coaching program. And it's been the most proud thing I've ever created in my business up until the book. And when the book yeah. comes out, I'm sure I'll be really proud about that. But with the coaching program, I mean, I've got skincare line in Israel that was at idea stage. And now they just texted me today that they made a thousand dollars this week as a business oh, wow, um, that in good. two months, in two yeah. months within the coaching program, we got everything launched online giveaways, PR. We got them on podcast. We did SEO on their website, all inside of this coaching program. So for $7,000 they're they're making thousands of dollars a week already as a business. We've got, uh, I got a, a successful entrepreneur in Dallas, Texas, who is um, building out his online coaching program to teach other people how to make millions of dollars with their business. So we're building out his whole online presence, scaling his social media. We, um, his, his intern that we got is doing PR for him, getting him on a lot of podcasts. So the coaching program is really the best thing that any bootstrap company can do. Obviously you need to have a couple grand a month still for marketing, but if you don't have any money and you're listening to this, I, like Keetra said, I've got some online classes for free that you can watch. Um, and beyond that, it's really all about starting for free organically, you know, hacking some of those channels for yourself, and then hopefully you get some traction up and I can help you after that. Oh, wow. That, whew, okay. Well, that's some good stuff. I'm pretty sure people are um, writing that information down because that, you know, <laughs> that's that's a big bulk of why a lot of people don't, you know, are not able to move forward is the marketing. They don't know right. how to go about Absolutely. it. get that exposure. So this is... Um, all right. Blows my mind. It's great. Great, 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 great information. Hey, Andrew, um, let me let me do this before we get ready to wrap up. I got a couple of extra questions okay. I want to get your, your feedback on. The first one is this. What are some tips or what, what are some words of encouragement that you would tell an aspiring entrepreneur, somebody who's looking to maybe launch that next skincare line, a clothing line or write a book or yeah. whatever it is? Give us a couple of words. I would say one, be data driven. Don't do anything without data. You know, like that's, but like, something else that Keetra mentioned before is 
you know, most startups fail because of marketing. And that is an absolute fact. It's, you know, you, you have to just keep going. Um, you have, you know, like your first iteration of your product is most likely not going to be the one that resonates with customers. So you have to keep, um, keep iterating, keep listening for data, data in the form of your analytics, but also data in the form of qualitative data, feedback from early customers, feedback from friends and family, feedback from investors, feedback from coworkers. You get that data and you just keep on building and building. I mean, I had another idea, have another idea stage startup that joined the coaching program six months ago, and they just closed their first client for $3,000 this week. And that was a one day product, $3,000. So they're well on their way, hopefully to start making tens of thousands of dollars a month, but they are so wildly different than what they started out. It's a virtual wellness business. So they sell corporate wellness services virtually. And when they started six months ago, it was just a yoga teacher doing virtual yoga. And so now they're, now they're the world's most comprehensive virtual wellness provider. Uh, It's called remote team wellness. One of my favorite coaching students, But um, I say all that to say, you know, like you just have to keep going. That's the most important thing. You keep going, you keep listening, you keep reading that data and you keep changing until you find that product market fit. And the whole time you're wisely spending your marketing time or money resources so that you're not blowing that whole budget uh, of your time or your money. And you're just getting tighter and tighter as you get more data, you figure out what's working and you keep putting more resources on that. And, you know, there's no such thing as failing, really. Um, yeah. One of the biggest things I learned when I moved from Dubai to San Francisco, so I started my career in Dubai. I'm originally from Ohio, but I moved out of the country a long time ago. And, um, you know, Dubai, I was one of the only startups in the whole region. I mean, and, and then when you move to San Francisco, everybody at the bar, everybody on the street, <laughs> right. everybody's got a startup. And you learn there that there's this huge culture around um, being proud of failing. And that's one of the biggest differences. We're taught in America and in the rest of the world to be sad or embarrassed or have a fear of failing. And I think that stops people from going hard in life. And you need to go hard. You need to continue to work and work knowing that there really is no such thing as failure if you don't give up. If you don't stop, you didn't lose. You just learned what not is what isn't winning. So if there's only two outcomes, you know, winning or learning, then you just keep going because learning is also winning. You're, you're learning what not to do, which means that there's only a finite amount of outcomes. Let's say there's nine ways to lose or to, to fail and only one way to win. Then every time you fail, there's less numbers out of that nine. There's only eight then there's seven then there's six. Eventually you're going to find that way to win. And so that's it. Just don't give up. Just keep going. Don't give up and keep going. All right. And last question, what has been the most rewarding part of your entrepreneurial journey? Most rewarding part. I mean, one is traveling the world and I've done, I've done public speaking and taught entrepreneurs in South Africa Nigeria, Morocco, Lebanon, Thailand, uh, India. And I think that's been really amazing to spread this knowledge that is like I, like I just mentioned common sense in San Francisco and really be a part of democratizing the access to, to this, you know, world-class information that's been really fun and being free to travel the world is fun. I'm calling from Mexico right now. Um, so that's been really rewarding. But the, the best thing is, is creating these products that can help startups that aren't probably ever going to raise millions of dollars. So this skincare line would have most certainly fizzled out if they hadn't had access to, to my help. And, you know, 
prior to 2018, if you didn't have $100,000, I wasn't interested. And so now spending my time helping companies that are bootstrapped that nobody else is paying attention to is really rewarding for me beyond money. Wow. Love it. Love it, Andrew. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Well, before we close this thing out, let us know where we can find more about yourself, Andrew Startups, uh, the book, Zero Growth, social media handles, if anybody wants to connect and follow you online. Yes, ma'am. So, right. So the book is called Zero Dollar Growth. A little bit different than zero growth because you're going to grow a lot. It just don't cost a do- any dollars. So oh, that, yeah, we got to have that. Zero, zero dollar, dollar growth. There we go. <laughs> I'm, hey, I was I was okay. setting you up for failure. My, <laughs> sorry about that. No, no, no. There's no such thing oh, as my God. failure. My That's failure. right. That's right. There we go. No, so... Um, so you can find me online at andrewstartups.com. I'm on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn at Andrew Startups. And uh, you can email me directly at me at andrewstartups.com. All right, Andrew, thanks so much for being a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for the information. We look forward to having you back and uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Keetra. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.